0: Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two-for-two two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
1: I'm arrived ride for my Patriots at the end of the day against any squad.
2: Michael Bivens and Ronnie DeVoe lifelong friends and group mates in New Edition and Bell Biv have been blessed in recent years with the success of their hometown team, the New England Patriots. Pre Tom Brady, the Pats lost in their only two Super Bowl appearances. During his 20-year odyssey with the team, Tom Brady led them to a record six Super Bowl wins. BBD knows a thing or two about building dynasties in New England They've just joined their new edition brothers atop the list of nominees for the next class of the National R&B Hall of Fame. I'm Lachina Robinson. Those sweet, funky sounds you hear are the Budo's band. And this is Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. Now, please welcome Michael Bivens and Ronnie DeVoe, New England Patriots' huge fans. Michael and Ronnie, thank you so much for joining us on Huge Fan. It is great to have you both with us today. We appreciate you making time for us to talk about your New England Patriots. Now, I have to start here. I am actually from Boston. My family is from Mattapan. Mattapan. I was born at what was Brigham's and Women's Hospital. So I know a little bit about the sports background um, in the area in Roxbury. And actually, my dad was a Mission Hill Project sports star. Ronnie, I'll start with you. What's your first memory as a Pats fan? My
1: first memory as a Pats fan was probably in the, I want to say, early 80s, right around the time Steve Grogan was handling business, right? I want to say Irving Fryer as a wide receiver. And it was right around the time where I began to play football. Um, It was the Roxbury Raiders. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Pop Warner football in Boston, but the Roxbury Raiders were like the pinnacle that they're like, you know, the dynasty that is the Patriots now. That's what it was as far as Pop Warner is concerned. And um, for me, right around 12, 13 years of age, um, I tried out and I made the team. It was an expansion team up in Dorchester called the Green Machine, right? And we played the Roxbury Raiders, the Mattapan Patriots was another uh, thing that kind of began to instill, you know, Patriots lore and um, energy in me. But um, man, we played the Roxbury Raiders in my first game. And after that, I, I knew that I was going to be a singer and not a football player. But, you know, a little, little story about the Patriots. Uh, again, Steve Grogan, my first my first kind of real opening to the Patriots and be, becoming an actual fan.
2: So you are saying that you were not very good at football?
1: No, no, I was nice. Like, my arm was kind of wiggity, but my hands, oh, man, the wide receiver position, I mean, I, I, had, I had, like, stick them on my hands, and this is before they had gloves. <laughs> this is before they had gloves. Like, I would drop nothing, but, you know, honestly, just uh, physically and all of the above, like, I didn't want to get hit, so I just felt like this is definitely not
2: the game for me. <laughs> Michael, what do you remember about your introduction to the Patriots? Kind of like
3: Ron, it was like for us in the hood, we was kind of introduced to Steve Rogan. but I fell in love with Sam Van Cunningham because he was just big that was kind of like it for me and i was still a ball player for the court i didn't even know all of the positions but that red jersey kind of pulled me in and then like that patriot player looking like he's in that um offensive stance that that was my first memory of the Patriots. watching grogan and falling in love with shamban
2: boston in general like what is that like when it comes to football versus basketball and baseball what
3: it was is the, the Raiders and them, and they played at Madison Park. That was their field. They had the black and silver uniforms. So that was kind of part one. But I think the thing that resonated in the city a lot was Thanksgiving Day. Because at 10 o'clock, the Boston Public Schools would play up at White Stadium. So you felt more football, White Stadium, the cities and the states and stuff like that, as opposed to. In East Project, there was a basketball court or some park with a basketball court. You had to find your football love. And if you were playing part one or the Roxbury Raiders and stuff like that, that's all we knew for kids. It really wasn't nowhere else because there's not that many fields in the city to even get down, and that's why they had to play the high school.
2: You mentioned, Michael, previously that, you know, as a kid, you felt like a member of the Celtics. Did you ever feel like a member of the Patriots? Like, do you remember a particular moment? I know, you, you know, you guys have talked about particular players, but was there a moment when you were like, yes, like, this is my team? Yeah, I did,
3: and I'm going to tell you why. It was, you know, when they had just won a couple of years ago and James White, number 28. Right when they had um beat the Seattle that um last play and and couldn't get it in the touchdown, I fell in love with his personality and his energy. And um I felt more a part of the Patriots then and I went out of my way to get me a pass to go to the parade and I was able to stand with them at City Hall and look over the city. I've never felt nothing like that ever. I never even attended a Celtics parade, but I was at the Celtics. 2008 championship game and ran on the court with them but in terms of a patriot you couldn't tell me nothing because the McCartney brothers the twins you know I was right there saw Brady saw Belichick you know I saw everything and just how they get down and I didn't realize but they were huge new edition fans the movie was just out so they were performing Candy Girl as if they were me and Ron dancing and stuff and and i was videotaping and i lost my mind because it let me know that they watched the movie and then i'm coming to see them but they went out of their way to come speak to me and Edelman's my guy he came over and took pictures slapped me five and i was trying to get the Grump but i dealt with, with edelman and james and the mccourtney brothers and i just um i loved it i now i'm an official patriots lover for real for real
2: Wow, what a moment. Ronnie, what about you? When did you feel like you were truly a member of the Patriots or a member of the Patriots family? Right.
1: Um, for me, it was it was the Super Bowl against the Bears. And what was that, 84, 89? Um, that was the first time that the Patriots felt like, yo, this is a team that's actually beginning to drink some of the juice that the celtics you know have been making for years upon years being that dynasty that they were right and even and even the uh, bruins right the red sox and the patriots as the professional teams are like you know not the bad bad news bears but we just can't get it right red sox 80 something years you know before they got it patriots 40 plus years you know uh before uh, they finally got the chip but just them being in the Super Bowl and, of course, we got smashed and I, it was like the thrill of victory and the agony defeat all in one game. And then the time era begins and Bill Belichick. So I've been you know, paying attention ever since then. Um, but, of course, nobody can really say anything um, about the fact that the Brady Belichick era actually solidified what being a patriot is all about.
2: And what did those Tom Brady years mean to you guys and mean to the city? Because one thing I will say is, you know, I I moved away from Boston when I was probably two, but I come back I, all the time to see family. You know, my, my grandparents had a restaurant on Blue Hill Avenue. And one thing that I sometimes find in my, even still till today in my visits to Boston, is it can sometimes be a city divided. And it seems like the Patriots and the Tom Brady and the winning, like that seems to be something that has brought the city together. Has that been your experience uh, being there and being in that environment?
1: I think um, teams, I think sports, um, especially when you're on a run like that and it becomes a championship run where you actually solidify yourself as the best, you know, in that particular year. Um, and then you go on to become the haters because you're having so much success. They say it's lonely at the top. Right. But um, that's what brings people together. Um, honestly, just the city, you know, and for New England, really, you know, three, four states up that way that um, everyone kind of feels connected to. And the Patriots, that winning tradition in history that was just started. Uh, definitely brings people together.
3: I just think the Patriots winning put a nice spotlight on the city, and I agree with Ron. You walk around any other city with your chest out, because we're used to winning. When we go to cities, we can tell they don't like the Patriots, and it just turns us on, so we love it. Yeah, yeah, it's a hot topic. We make it even hotter, and we wear it on stage in the illest cities just because we can do it.
0: Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two-for-two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be President of Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block.
2: I want to change gears just a little bit and talk about game day. So if you're about to take in, you know, a, a, a Pats game. Ronnie, I'll start with you. Like, do, would you rather be in the stadium? Or are you at home? You wearing your jersey? Like, what is your best way to kind of huddle up and support the team on game day?
1: For me, I have to be there. I have to be right there, Gillette Stadium. I actually had the opportunity to catch a playoff game with my uncle Daryl and, um, my nephew and Raymond, and, uh, we got a chance to meet Belichick. I was two seconds away from meeting Brady and like, um, Mike said, Gronk, um, but we got the picture with the coach. I want to be right there in the midst of it all, you know, 50 yard line, probably about 10 rows up or matter of fact, we experienced the sweet life. So I'm not mad at the sweet life either, but Right there in the middle of it, the energy, um, you know, the, the the national anthem is being played right after that. You, you feel uh, the energy of the, you know, the, the planes hovering over, the fighter jets, like that's that vibe right there, right? You can't get that at home. You know, you get the replays and all of the above at home, and that's definitely a perk, but there's nothing like being at the game.
2: What are you wearing? What's your game fit? Do you have any... Patriots. I'm going backwards. I want to wear something that nobody has, right?
1: It's the, it's the Brady limited Jersey or what have you. So I'm geared down and I'm definitely fully official. I'm wearing it on my arm, my sleeve, my legs, my, my, my dome and (laughs) all of the above.
2: You are decked out. I love to see it. Michael, what about you? Where are you catching the game? You want to like to be at home with your group text message with your popcorn in the big screen or What experience do you like?
3: I did Monday Night Against the Bills in the man cave, but I definitely got to be in the building. I love the cold, the big jacket, the pom-pom hat, being with the fans, the big bright lights, and just being able to turn around and slap people five rather be a man, woman, or child, and just watching the experience to see how special it is to get a ticket to be inside Foxborough. And if you could catch a game home when it's snowing, it makes it even not much exciting as a fan. I
2: just love the way y'all dive two feet in. I mean, Ronnie with the gear. Michael wants to catch a cold at the game. He wants you know, the hot dog, the the high fives. You want the post game experience too, Mike, which I think is so cool. Like, listen,
1: listen, Mike, hold up, Mike, pull up on the cold real quick, right? Because when I caught, you know, the the, the game. It was against Denver, right? It was a Tim Tebow game. It was freezing. It was freezing. <laughs> I was so I was so excited that we went up like damn near thirty-five to three or something like that almost by halftime because we were damn near out of there at halftime. Like, thank you, Jesus. So um, I'm I'm am away from the cold, unlike Michael. Davis. <laughs> but wait, but
3: wait,
2: Ron. Uh, wow, what was our word
3: when we was little? Elaborate. I'm gonna elaborate. The time that I really felt like I was, you know how you bang your chest, ah, it's cold out, ah, and I'm drinking the beer, and I'm trying to get all into it. When I went to my seat, they were not able to clear the seat. You know what my seat was? A big block of ice.
2: Ooh. The ice
3: was on top of the chair, and I was like, this is the illest, but that's what made me go get another beer because I was just trying to zone it out because it was nowhere to go.
2: Ooh. They
3: weren't able to get, they was able to clear the aisle, but they didn't break up the ice in the seats. It was literally ice padding inside of the seats. I thought that was the craziest. And I had the most fun because after a while, you you kind of nice and toasted, You forget about it. And you just realize like, man, ain't nothing like football outside.
2: Have you guys, either of you ever got to, to get to catch the Pats anywhere else, like in another stadium? I caught the Patriots
1: here in Atlanta. Um, me and Mike went, um, Mike, Mike, and oh, yo, it was amazing. We, I'm geared down. I had my, you know, TV 12 jersey on, right? And uh, we're just giving the fans the business, like the whole game. You know, we put the mash on them. This was before we put the mash on them at the Super Bowl, uh, maybe, a, you know, a couple few years before that. But, yeah, yeah. I have caught them here in Atlanta. And um, we were talking so much smack that we started feeling a little nervous, you know, towards the end of the game.
2: (laughs) So we do have to talk about Tom leaving New England. Um, Michael, you know, were you devastated? Were you happy for Tom? Like he is obviously doing great. Like what's the feeling around the Tom Brady love now that he's, Departed. It's like a
3: group. You could correlate sports and entertainment. And it's like, you know, when you um, think about it, you got to ask yourself, was that the locker room? Was that management? You know, what was it? Something doesn't make sense. Because it's just, he's the face. He's loved. He's revered. It's the rings. What's wrong? It's not broke. What are we trying to fix? And you just feel like since he been drafted in the sixth round, he's one of the only players that didn't break tradition. He stayed with one team. And that's kind of hard with all this free agency and people wanting to leave. You know, you, when you got a jersey, you, you you wear that jersey out to retirement. That was the only thing. I couldn't really get into what was wrong. I was just like, man, you know, a young kid watching, He's showing you how to just be with your team through thick and thin. And then when you rise up and you go on this run, I just always wish he would have stayed in that uniform and they would have gave him the players he needed. But when he went to Tampa, I think a lot of us went with Tom because we love Tom. So we had Tampa Bay Super Bowl party. We just say, yo, if Brady's in Tampa, we in Tampa. So now I like the Buccaneers and the Patriots.
2: And that's how we roll. That's what I feel. About you, Ronnie? Are you as forgiving? You know, I've been a little
1: pissed at Belichick. You know, uh, a couple times during the, his tenure as coach um, of the Patriots, and when they started winning their Super Bowls at first, and they had this incredible defense. You know, my dude Ty Law. You know, Lawyer Malloy and and uh, McGinnis and all of these cats, right? And you know, you you go in, you win the championship, right? You're supposed to be able to come back and go for the chip again. But it seemed like he was getting rid of players kind of early without, you know, like, yo, come on, let's keep the squad together and go at this one more time. If we don't win, we make right. the adjustment. Right. So right. with time, I kind of felt the same way. Like, why are you pushing this man out of the building? When you can see he's at the top of his game and he's at the top of his game. Like Mike said, without the ammunition, like, you know, the only time that he had a real number one receiver is when Randy Moss came to town. And that was, you know, on kind of on the backside of his career, but you see the numbers that they put up, you know, unfortunately we hit the Giants and that stopped the season of greatness. You, you almost wanted Brady to be able to stick it to Belichick with the Tampa Bay. Super Bowl Uh,
2: what do you guys think about you know where things are now like as far as the rebuild and you know the reorg um you know post Tom Brady you know what are your thoughts on the new additions and and how new additions see I got that in um to the lineup (laughs) to the lineup now
1: listen yeah (laughs) it's good it's good it just felt like it might have been a couple you know two or three years too soon but all things considered, right, um, last year, um, we're in transition, they bring Cam Newton in, and it's feeling like, okay, man, hopefully, you know, he could catch lightning in the bottle, you know, that, you know, that doesn't happen, so um, here comes this cat from Alabama that they're saying has all the same qualities of a Brady, and he's sitting in the perfect um, offense to make the transition into New England, right? And there's like some excitement, okay? Like, okay, maybe this could actually be that thing that restarts um, what's going on um, a little faster, right? Because a lot of the times when you lose a legend like that, it takes you years, you know, to rebuild. So, you know, he comes to town, right? And Trevor Lawrence and all these other cats are supposed to be better, but everyone's keeping their eyes on things. And um, he's, he's in a position that feels very similar to where Brady was initially when Bledsoe went down. So it's exciting times, again, for New England. I'm feeling like, you know, um, uh, Belichick is kind of redeeming himself a little bit. And my eyes, based on some of the moves that he's done over the years, um, I'm still kind of looking at him with the twisted lips to a certain extent, but I'm a ride for my Patriots at the end of the day against any squad.
2: Well, and I was looking at some of the, you know, obviously the experts get on and they, predict or I guess it's who they really want to see in the Super Bowl. And everybody's like, we want to see Patriots and and Bucks. They want that drama. It's like no one wants to leave the drama of Tom Brady and and Belichick and probably especially because you don't know how much longer Tom Brady is going to play, right? So it's it's a saga and a story that no matter if you are a Pats fan or football in general or not – um, you know, it's it's just crazy how that all went down and, and trying to sort through who is to blame. But you're doing really well. So that's the good part of this. Um, you know, your Patriots have, have rebounded. You're in good position, headed down the stretch. All right. So we're going to move to. Hey, hey hold
1: on. Hey, wait, wait, yeah. wait, I
2: keep hearing you say your, your, your. So I just got to ask a quick question. Yes.
1: So you said you lived in Boston and a couple of men might have been born in Boston. Right. Bring them in women's. Right. You said.
2: True. Um,
1: so when you say when you say your Patriots, <laughs> you're saying yours. So what's going on here? Yeah.
2: Well, my my father and my grandmother, I could show you a picture right now, actually, of my grandmother um on on Thanksgiving. So my family is big Patriots fans. I'm I've been all about basketball my whole life, to be quite honest, but moving or leaving Boston at two years old, I moved to the DC area. So I'm a little bit of a confused fan because there was nothing to cheer for in D.C. You know the bullets, the Wizards, um, you know the Redskins. Like there wasn't a lot for me to latch on to. So, I have not been a Pats fan. I recently joined the Ravens fan club. I know y'all are gonna be upset about that. So I went to a Ravens game. Their pregame situation. Lamar is is a show. So, I'm a new Ravens fan, and I don't know what that says about me. You know, I don't have a team that goes back to, to my childhood. And so, I, people would say I was a bandwagon, or I'm just getting on because of Lamar. And you know what? All those things are probably true. So, how do y'all feel about me now? You don't – are you not going to claim me? I can't claim Boston anymore. Is that how that works?
3: Y'all had the most games on national TV this season and didn't even win the Chiefs. <laughs> I think, Baltimore <laughs> –
2: <laughs> Here we go. So <laughs> let's talk about what it was like to shut down the American Music Awards with your fellow Bostonians, the new kids on the block. My mom, my cousin, and I were sitting in front of the television re all the dances. Like, we were, we were in it. We knew all the words to all the songs. You know, again, my mom was born and raised in Boston. My cousin was born and raised in Boston. But what was that moment like for you guys? Because the performance was... Incredible.
3: I think the reason why we agreed is because it was the new kids on the block. I think we didn't know what it was going to be in terms of the records, how they were going to blend the songs. And I think Brooke and um, Jesse Collins and them came up with a really great creative way to go back and forth. And it made us go to rehearsal for three weeks. We was in that room for hours working on these steps we've been doing since we were 14. But it was able to bring the group together for the first time in four years in one room. And the TV show was a moment for y'all, but rehearsal was a moment for us. It, it was the brothers back again. What's your thoughts, Adi?
1: Man, hands down, drop the microphone. Man, I have to just give you a standing note right now. You know what I'm saying?
2: Let's <laughs> go, is, let's I know go. this is like years and years, decades of friendship, but I need, I need me uh a Ronnie and a Michael in my corner, you know, because y'all cheer for each other. Y'all got each other's back. Okay. I'll let you go ahead, Ronnie. I I'ma let you go. But I just love it. I love the brotherhood.
1: That's what it is, man. Um, you know, yes, I learned a lot from each of the gentlemen that um I, I was able to grace the stage with on November 21st of 2021. And um it was a magical moment that was one for the ages when you think about certain performances over the years that were um, those ones that kind of thrusted the artist back into the lim- limelight, you know, uh, made, made them relevant, and current, and all of the above again, or it was that moment that just pushed somebody from uh, the corner or darkness into the light. Um, it, it was one of those things, I believe. We needed that. You know, we needed that for the culture. We needed that for those new addition for Lifers. We needed that for the six members that were on stage. We needed that for Brooke Payne. I mean, that's um, the trickle-down effect when we come together and that capacity goes to entertainment, goes to employment, goes to inspiration, goes to being able to give back in a major way, right? Like there's so many things that happen Based on that performance and we're getting ready to go and touch 30 cities starting on February 16th, based on that performance right there and the energy and and excitement that um, is going on with the tickets and people calling and just feeling like it's about time is, um, man, no short of a blessing from God.
0: Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block
2: finish up with a little crunch time. Ronnie, your most prized Patriots memorabilia. I
1: got the signed um, um Brady joint. That's probably it, right? It's a, I have a signed Brady um it's not a jersey but it's a autographed
2: Michael, your favorite game time meal when you're about to catch the pass.
3: Turkey sliders on those wheat little buns. Hey. Absolute Hawaiian rolls, baby. (laughs) Hawaiian rolls with a little mustard and a little relish. That's my, that's my mix-up right there.
2: Ronnie, your favorite rival team to beat?
1: Man, my favorite rival team to beat would have been the damn Giants. Oh, my goodness. I'm still salty behind that one. And there you have it.
2: And our final question for both of you, one word to describe your Patriots fandom. Ronnie, I'll start with you. Loyal. Michael. Tailgate. The tailgate? I like that. I like that. So you associate your fandom with the tailgating and you've talked a lot about the experience, the people, the high five the food, the moments, the weather. We appreciate y'all making time. I know you you're busy, you're moving and shaking, but this was an honor for me. I mean, I can't even tell you, you talking about huge fan like poison is the soundtrack to my life okay like that is my jam I go back to that all the time and um, all of your music I just new addition I can't thank you all enough for um, what you've given us you've list- lifted us when we've needed it you've cried with us when we've needed it you've given us some dance moves when we, when we needed some of those so um, thank y'all for, for this it's been an honor for me and we appreciate y'all finding time to be with us today
3: alright alright now well
1: thank y'all as well
2: you can find Huge Fan on Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and share so other huge fans can find us. And don't forget to follow the show or subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. That'll do it for this round of Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. I'm LaChina Robinson. Until next time, keep rooting your guts out.